Money Radio, discussing the business of making and spending money. Good day to all of you beautiful people out there following us on the Leadership Podcast. It is my pleasure to welcome you to the program that is the energy segment of Leadership Podcast on Money Radio. You are invited and, uh, to be with us for the next 30 minutes as we discuss an important issue today, which is titled Major Events That Shaped the Energy Sector in 2021. In the studio to discuss the important topic with me is our delectable teacher, Eliko. So you're welcome. Thank you. And I'm your host, Case Hammer. We are broadcasting from the hot and dry Abuja. Welcome. Hello, uh, You are a friend of the energy sector. Yes. So let's discuss a few things that shaped the energy sector in 2021. Of course, notable on our mind is the EIA. Uh, that the Funny enough, we are beginning to forget about that. Uh, of course, PIB. Yeah, that, that the P. Yes, yeah. and uh, we are not talking about the PIA. Yeah. How times change. No, of course. Yeah. Of course. So, the PIA was one of the major things. What are what are we going? To, what what is the country hoping? First of all, what has been achieved by the PIA so far, and what are we hoping to see in the near future with the passage of the PIA? Yes, um, like you've um, pointed out, the Petroleum Industry PID was signed into law on the September of 16. 6 or 16? 6. <laughs> okay, 2021. Yeah. And um, it's been a long drawn out um, uh, battle, so to say. Yes. by several administrations and even at the point when it was signed to me it was like unexpected i wasn't expected i wasn't expecting the president to sign that out and with that we began to see um, it um, bringing up uh, a whole lot of uh, other issues in the state as uh, the country begins the implementation uh, process. Yeah. First of all, we saw the setting up of the uh, implementation very yeah. and giving a 12-month uh, mandate to implement everything uh, that adds up. Uh, and then, um, then we saw of course, the the committee swung into action um, almost immediately yeah. with the scrapping of the um, of three agencies that were part of the regulatory bodies yeah. of the upstream and downstream eastern PPRA. PPRA. I was responsible for pricing, the pricing mechanism for petroleum uh, uh, products, and then the petroleum equalization fund. Now the bridging, uh, the agency for uh, providing the sources of the price of petroleum yeah. products, 
all across the country. And then the major upstream transmission in the PIA uh, for 12 to 18 month implementation of uh, its uh, certain, oh, yes. for example, like uh, removal of subsidy, yeah. uh, uh, where the, the, the communities are supposed to have uh, 3%, that is uh, the, the, host the host communities having 30% of the whole lot of all that is uh, 1 to 18 months, yeah. And okay, yeah, and in addition to seeing the um, scrapping of the three agencies and their replacement with the two new um, regulatory agencies, we also saw the transformation of the of the uh, NNPC. Yes. yes. The NNPC became. Uh, I, I, wait, though. this NNPC, suddenly the NNPC has started taking profit. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, uh, what do we, well, we have seen so far. Let's give it to this president, uh, President Buhari. You know, this PIB has seen as, I don't know, as you see, they have had, they have, they, they, the PIB robbed President, the late President uh, Yaradua. It robbed partially President Ubasajo. Uh, it robbed President Goodluck Jonathan. Is this, uh, this president that has actually Mustered up the boldness yeah. to sign this thing sign. into law. Yes, and uh, we have to give kudos to the person for that. Of course, that's, um, you know, it's, uh, it's on record. It's on record. It's on record as one of the. Of PMB. Yes, that is one of its major achievements. So, what do we expect now? What changes do we expect when, we, when I say changes? How do we expect Nigeria to be shaped over the next one, two, three, four, five years, a decade? Yes. Um, with the PID, the PID um, was, um, to, was conceived as an Providing the legal framework uh, on which the oil and gas sector in Nigeria is to operate. Um, it, it, it's meant to uh, do away with most of the bottlenecks 
You know, uh, the non-passage of the PID, that long time it took yes. for rubbing it and then pampering it, you know, um, we are beginning to see the effects right now. Of course. You know, Nigeria is supposed to have uh, Nigeria's quota uh, as allowed by the uh, organization of petroleum exporting countries, that is OPEC, mm -hmm. is supposed to be somewhere between 1.6 1.8 million. And right now, first of all, the, for the next year, according to the budget estimate, Nigeria intends to produce 1.8 million barrels per day. Yeah. As of the moment, as reported in the national economy, just in today's paper, Nigeria is producing about 1.2 million. And um, that was before two weeks ago, a week or two ago, last week, I think it was, when uh, Shell uh, declared force major on uh, the Forcados uh, terminal, yeah, which made a further drop. Now, but what I'm saying is, over the past decade, it seems that, or it will seem like, the non-passage of that PID into law yes. actually scared new investors, and that yes. is affecting the country now. Of course, of course. Yes, um, that's one of the areas that um, Nigeria lost a lot um, in terms of investment. Yes. Um, foreign investors were not able to freely bring in their funds because of the opacity that uh, operated uh, the system operated under. And now, with the signing of the PA contract, um, it is expected that there will be. Um, some improvement in, in investment into the oil and gas sector that should enable Nigeria to be able to ramp up its oil production. Even though there are concerns, experts are now concerned that the PID, the signing of the PIA may have come a little bit late. too late. In that um, it's uh, it, it's coinciding with a period of energy transition yeah. where most of the most of the uh, big oil companies are sort of divesting from uh, fossil fuels to um, uh, meet up with the net zero carbon emission. Yeah. So that also um, puts pressure on Nigeria at a point like this. The the PIA was expected to uh, uh, bolster the, the, the sector, bring in a lot of investment and help Nigeria to ramp up its production. Nigeria has the capacity to produce um, up to um, 
2.2 million barrels a day. Like you pointed out, this year it's in fact on average it's not made up to um, 1.3, and that is way below um, what it should do. Even uh, that has also uh, been an issue in terms of um, the budget performance. Yeah, it's not been able to realize uh, the uh, set out revenue expectations. Yeah, uh, you know, on this issue, I beg to differ a bit, uh, differ from what experts are predicting. Mm -hmm. Number one, uh, I think Nigeria does have the moral ground to continue in her oil exploration because when you look at the developed countries, actually they contribute up to 70% of greenhouse gases, which is responsible for global warming. Developing countries, such as Nigeria, say African countries, contribute just about 3%, minute 3% to global greenhouse gas emissions. So the real culprits are those in developed nations. So when it comes to this issue of, when it comes to this issue of uh, trying to apply some morality or to try to, to who are they to preach to you're quite right on that however you know that um this these are um high-end operations that require huge investment yeah and nigeria is dependent on this um the same Yes, these same people. People yeah. for funding, for funding. So which they, get their, 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 their borrow money from uh, those uh, financial institutions. Yeah, that are, yeah. Mm -hmm. I so, get the point. So that is that is actually the point. Yeah. Because if it were for exploration alone, Nigeria still has at least um, up to twenty fifty. Yes. Yes. So yeah. it's but the that, funding that is um, it's going to be. Issue. Another area where I beg to differ on this uh, issue of uh, new exploration is because, you know, many people think oil with the coming in of uh, new energy sources such as uh, solar, wind, and uh, the like, with the coming in of those uh, biomass, uh, with the coming in of those uh, new technologies, many people think. Uh, Fossil fuel is going to phase out, phase out the, in the near future. I don't see it quite like that. I don't see it quite that way. You know, uh, for take for example, coal. Coal is just one product. Mm -hmm. It's just to generate energy, just energy like that, and it's just one energy. But even up to now, countries like South Africa, some countries like uh, Russia, including that China. They produce, in fact, they produce tons upon tons of coal every day. And now yeah. these countries depend on, on coal. On coal. And, and the, you, know, the, the, you know, China is one of the Yes. Okay. That's not the point I'm trying to make. Okay. You know, uh, that coal is just one product. But when it comes to crude oil, you get so many byproducts from crude oil. So if the world cannot get rid of the use of coal, which is just uh, a monoproduct, the world cannot get uh, uh, get rid of the use of coal. Think about 
fossil fuels such as uh, petroleum or crude oil, which from it you can get up to 15 to 20, uh, or 20 byproducts. Yeah. Petroleum, and you have uh, jet fuel, you have uh, diesel, you have uh, AGO, that's kerosene, you have uh, <laughs> wax, candle wax, you have just name it. Yeah, so many. So yes, for the I world think. to just get rid of all of those products, it's, it's just within it, one it's, decade. It's, it's, it's not going. It's going to be a gradual. Thing. It's going to be gradual, and that gradual, that, that gradualism we are talking about, I, in my estimation, and it's my humble estimation. When I say humble estimation, is uh, my layman estimation. Mm. The world cannot appreciably abandon fossil fuel before 2050. Um, of course, Nigeria has um, said um, for, for, for the country, the president has been elected by 2060. Because Nigeria really needs this. Uh, if, I were to tell, if I were to give the President Buhari any advice, I would say let him not commit himself to all these things. <laughs> because the main purpose are actually those developed countries. With that, let's take a short break and we'll come back to discuss another issue that shaped all, um, yes, that shaped 2020 uh, in the energy sector. Uh, stay with us. Money Radio, discussing the business of making and spending money. You're welcome, but viewers, to Leadership Podcast and you're on to the energy segment of Money Radio. In the studio with me is our delectable Mr. Anthony Kukudu, and I'm your host, Case Hammond. So, um, said we talked about the PIA. Let's talk about something else that really affected Nigerians deeply. When I say deeply, I'm talking about it affected Nigerians to the skin. <laughs> so, we're talking about um, the price of cooking gas now. Uh, that was one thing that. And it started happening from around September. You know, we had a very good year uh, yes. when it comes to the price of. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the beginning of the year, the price of gas was something around three thousand five, four thousand. Of course, the highest we had it was. Four How much was it in this December? Oh, even to mm-hmm. the Christmas. Uh, well, the last I bought it, I bought it for I will move into your area because the oh, last time I bought it was yes. 9002 and that was before December. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure by this December it was something mine around also, 10, Yeah, mine also was, was it in December. Yes, it, it was in December. So that was uh, the price of cooking uh, gas actually rose by more than, more than 100%. 100%. Yeah, by far more than 100%. Maybe one, uh, about 120, 120 yeah. yes. That was really. You know, because that, that, that it, 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 yes, it was yeah. a massive, and uh, it paid people because many people had abandoned other sources of cooking energy, of such as uh, firewood, firewood. Uh, charcoal, uh, kerosene. I haven't seen kerosene for a long time. Of course, of course. That green I'm, stove. Uh, that green, mm-hmm. Have you? I've not been seeing. <laughs> <laughs> so many people had abandoned those things and were beginning to become big boys who mm-hmm. use cooking gas. Uh, the prices just spoiled everything. Yeah, it did. I, you know, recently someone sent me um, a, a, 
a stove that looks like that your that green uh, it's not mine <laughs> that looks like that green stove that you mentioned and um you know what it uses charcoal sure. so you see when they say necessity is the invention <laughs> that's what it has uh, it has gotten to nigerians have or started really embraced the use of um, gas, which is a cleaner source yes. of cooking or, or cooking fuel, uh, uh, we are forced to go back to the things that left. Yes. Honestly, Nigerians uh, went back to Egypt. When I tell you, went back to firewood, went back to charcoal, and if there was any other thing beyond those that they could go back to, they would have equally gone back. Do you know that uh, some people use dry cow dung to cook? It is bad. But you know, when you have the food and you don't have the means of cooking, the means of cooking is there. So what went wrong? And it's not just Nigeria that's yes, affected. Yes, of course. The yeah, price of cooking gas really, even if people, uh, our, uh, our friends in the UK, yes. In fact, the entire Europe, they mm -hmm. had a serious problem with this issue mm -hmm. of gas. And they had some, they had some geopolitical uh, undertone to it because, you know, much of Europe receives gas from Russia. And so, you know, they have been talking about that gas pipeline issue and the Europe has been rejecting. So the whole thing has a geopolitical uh, connotation to it and uh, it has affected us. Yes, um, Nigeria really got caught in this so much because of um, uh, its uh, high dependence on failure to 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 to, 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 to invest to in invest the local in the local uh, industry. industry where we have in fact the uh, gas reserves that we have is much more than that of crude oil yeah. and. Um, it's, it's just like you said, failure to invest in infrastructure, in producing enough. For Which people. goes back to that issue of the PIV that yes, was on the table. That was of, on the table for so long. At the time, uh, so I, uh, 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 at, the, at the time uh, when we were talking about PIV, uh, some there were some allegations that the bill had not been lost in certain offices. Uh, of course, was there was even a time that um, they, they said it was signed, but it was not the original bill that was they signed. That. So, so there, was, that. There, there were so many uh, drama surrounding that bill. So, um, like, like, like we were talking about the price of uh, cooking gas, Nigeria imports up to 60% of the, of, of the cooking gas that we use here. And um, you know, being it, it, it's more more like being in the midst of uh, water and yeah. soap. Yeah, yeah. your eyes. Uh, yes. So <laughs> uh, that, 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 that was quite painful. Yes. Uh, Even till now, it, many are still reeling from it because the price is yet it's it's still high. Yes. Even uh, you know, we are in winter right now. So, 
much of that will be taken away by the West. Yes, the West will take much of the data. And uh, you know, we talked to, if you remember, we talked to an energy expert here who were thinking before them that Nigeria was exporting gas, whereas the price of gas was uh, increasing mm -hmm. locally. But uh, that expert made it clear that. Mm -hmm. You know what was being exported to Europe mm -hmm. that. Yes, yeah. but natural yes. yes. And all the uh, all the um cooking gas that uh, is being produced is for the exclusive use of yes. So there's just that need to invest more, more. into uh, is it NLNG? No. Is it an LNG that produces the, yes, the okay. cooking gas? Yes, of course. Yeah, that mm -hmm. means we need to invest more in that line of But they will talk about pricing also. Because uh, that, no. that, that incentive has to come in. Yes, of, you know, of course. There is also a fund. Though the fund is not so much, there is a 250 billion How much do you think that can be? So that is because 250 billion is just like maybe uh, 100 million dollars. If I get any calculation right, well, it's something we can calculate later on, but it's just not much comes to that kind of that is that that level of investment that needs. So we so pumped into an LNG that will bring cooking gas for Nigerians. So there's much that needs to invested in that area. Now another issue that actually affected Nigerians, not this one, not the not Nigerians Nigeria, as uh, individual Nigeria. Nigerians, but Nigeria, the uh, federal government to be specific, uh, the price of crude oil. Yes. Yes. And uh, that was a plus. Yes, it was a plus. Uh, later on, it became a minus, and then it started becoming a plus as of today. It's a plus. Yes, it's um, it's a plus. It's just that um, Nigeria is really not um, able to you know make get the most out of it, though uh, the price increased as at um, as of today. It came down a bit at around like $79 yeah. for the um, national benchmark of Brent mm -hmm. crude oil. And um, for that, for Nigeria, that would have been a very significant boost. Yes. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the drop in, um, in production is, is, is eating deep into yeah. that. Yeah, uh, that drop in uh, production um, is eating deep into that uh, game. But then another thing is Nigeria is hardly able to make use of that game. Uh, I'm talking about the price, the price of price because of much of it still goes back to the so arguably the greatest thing that happened that has happened to Nigeria in the energy sector this year mm. is the signing of that PI yes. 
PIB into the law PIE because this is expected to solve most of all of the problems. Tell us what do we expect in 2022? How is the energy sector going to be shaped in 2022? Yes, with PIE now, a lot expected You know, uh, coming the next three, four, five years, Kateri's uh, parables or Sateri's parables, uh, all things being equal, as the, as the economists would say, uh, we can hope for a bit better because Dangote refinery is supposed to come on stream. And then there is yes next year if this time they stick to that deadline yes. uh, 2022 yes, yes. then uh, the refinery is supposed to come on stream which will change the game. Two, I won't mention these uh, modular refineries because they don't even produce petroleum, and then they are hardly contributing to the to 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 to, to, to petroleum products in the country. Uh, uh, neither will I talk about the, the the refineries, the three or four refineries that have produced virtually nothing over the past uh, whatever. But this uh, Rabiu Samad, the owner of BUE, yes, yes. I remember National Economic carried a story last year, if not early this year, last year, where they have started building another. Huge refinery in uh, Akwaibon. Yes, and that is supposed to help wrap up production. So Nigeria should become a next a net exporter of petroleum products and be getting more foreign exchange instead of the release of foreign exchange to international partners. So our time is up. Let's wrap it up at this point. Uh, it's been nice having you in the studio. Uh, thanks to you very much. Thanks to you, our producers, but uh, we thank you mostly our loyal followers, our listeners. We appreciate you very much. And uh, just before we go, it is my responsibility to remind you again that COVID-19 is real. Go and have the vaccine. Use face masks. Thank you for watching. For sponsorship and advert placements, please contact 080-3688-6158. Last Word Leadership Podcast Studio. You have the last word. 
This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group.